to the icon, Matt Hardy, the man who is stronger than death. And you are listening to the Rough House Podcast. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. Slap myself in the face a few times to uh, wake up from that Cody Rose match. I'll be okay. <laughs> Hello, oh, we're, are we rolling? And we are rolling. rolling. Hello, everybody, and welcome uh, to the Rough House Podcast, episode number 258 for January 2nd, 2022. Chris, oh, you boy. know this... Uh, officially unofficially marks my my fourth year or i guess fifth year because i i started in 2018 of uh of doing the show with you as it really yeah yeah one of the first things we talked about was uh wrestle kingdom that year wow man yeah that is uh, it does not seem like it's been that long to be fair two of those years we've been in our houses yeah yeah no this is true god that, even that it's just it's just crazy. Yeah, I remember remember when I you know when I lived right down the street from you and I would pop over on a Sunday yeah. morning. We would record in person. It was nice. It was, it it was, was lovely, it was lovely and wonderful. And now, yeah, wow, time has flown. And you know, uh, a kudos to you for being such a uh, an accommodating, easygoing uh, co-host that it uh, has just been a breeze. Oh shucks. Well, it's it's a joy to do, uh, even if we're mostly just yelling into a void. Uh, it is uh, a joy to do every Sunday with you, my friend. I'm Marty. That's uh, yeah, Chris. I'm Chris. Way. And uh, the, the 10 people listening appreciate you as well, I'm sure. Hey, that's that's double what you normally say. So we must be seeing some good numbers. <laughs> Try to be more optimistic in the new year. <laughs> <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, it has been a hell of a week uh, in pro wrestling. Yes, we are just days away from the deluge of wrestling that will be the combination of uh, AEW's debut on TNT, three nights of Wrestle Kingdom, and whatever the hell WWE decides to throw at us. But uh, And Battle of the Belts, too. Oh, yeah, Battle of the Belts. Well, fucking on Saturday. Jesus yeah. Christ. Which they've <laughs> only announced one match for. Uh, I guess we'll get another one this week. Uh, Any way you slice it, there's a lot of pro wrestling happening, and there's a lot to talk about, because this week in particular, I guess... You know, I said last week there was a holiday malaise. Uh, Sunday night just decided to to let the Levy break. So let's go ahead and get right into it, Chris. The World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. And I think there's only one sound effect to play to follow up what with what happened here. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, COVID has run roughshod on the WWE. Not since the debut of a young Brock Lesnar have we seen such a dominant force take out so many competitors in the WWE. Uh Oh, boy. Uh, It was. So, yeah, day one was their their pay-per-view for for New Year's Day. Yes. Which was yesterday. We're recording on Sunday morning, the second, as you said. Yeah. All I saw, and granted, I wasn't really paying too much attention, but I saw that Roman Reigns obviously announced that he had tested positive and is keeping with protocols and and was withdrawn from the show. Was anybody else who was supposed to be on the show not on the show? Well, in terms of what was announced officially, no. And and, uh, what's worth taking a step back and digging into is – this time last week on the 26th, day after Crimbo, uh, they had house shows both at oh, Madison yeah. Square Garden and I believe the SmackDown show was in Florida. And they had taken Roman Reigns off the show. They had taken Seth Rollins off the show. They would taken Becky Lynch off the show. They would taken uh, Bianca Belair off the show. They took Big E off the show. So all their top stars. All their top people were off the show. And, and the reasoning was at least as it was explained uh you know to to different sources within the world of pro wrestling news is they wanted to protect the main events for day 1 which mm. were 
at the time scheduled to be Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns and a fatal four-way between uh, Big E, Bobby Lashley, uh, Kevin Owens, and Seth Rollins uh, for the, uh, the, the WWE championship, the raw side of things. Okay. So they wanted to protect those matches. It came out that Seth Rollins tested positive for COVID. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that already. So he was gone. Then also word came out that a number of producers not named and a number of stars not named also tested positive for COVID. This meant that Raw basically had a skeleton crew on Monday. Thankfully, SmackDown, it was a pre-taped best of 2021 show. Not a whole bunch of issues there. But NXT this week, also skeleton crew. uh, To the point where they sent down uh, AJ Styles and Matt Riddle to be on the show. Well, okay. Granted, AJ's got a storyline going on and so does Matt Riddle, but they've physically had them on the show doing things as opposed to, you know, promos or or backstage stuff like they've been doing with Matt Riddle. So clearly not great there. And also raw on Monday, Vince wasn't there. Bruce Pritchard wasn't there. Adam Pierce wasn't there. So already you've got a a lot of names backstage gone. Who's running shit then? Those (laughs) John Laurinaitis was running the show on. Oh Monday. God, Johnny Ace and Gorilla giving cues, yelling yeah. into a microphone of the commentators. That's got to be yeah. something. Fucking Dauber from Coach just screaming into the void. <laughs> Plug the pay per view, boys. <laughs> People power. Um, oh, boy. So that was a mess, uh, and, and it may or may not be why uh, Eric Bischoff was brought back on Monday to oversee Ugh. the vow renewal of. Uh, of Miz and Maurice. Also, Grayson Waller from NXT, who's been having a little bit of a feud with AJ Styles. He popped up on Monday to actually uh, insert himself into the oh, well, hello. Uh, AJ Styles storyline. Fun okay. fact, AJ Styles was supposed to face Omos on Monday. Uh, somehow, that turned into AJ Styles versus Apollo Crews. <laughs> I'm not even going to make the joke that's just right there. Um, weren't they tag team champions at one point? They were. They lost the tag belts to RK Bro. Okay, and then AJ and, turned on them? Uh, almost turned on uh, AJ, actually. Okay, all right. Yeah. So we uh, get ba- babyface AJ right now? Is uh, that no, no, no. He's still the heel. Uh, but Okay. Yeah, it's it's weird. Although, I, I guess on, on NXT, he's the face. It doesn't make any sense. Okay. All right. So is Edward James almost getting the uh, the, the big push here? He I is. Guess? He is. Okay. Big push, big like the pockmarks on his face. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So that was a mess in and of itself. Then okay. Saturday night we had day one, a first ever pay-per-view. They decided not to do uh, TLC in December this year. Instead, they wanted to do a show on uh, January once, and they went ahead and <laughs> did so. Why not resurrect New Year's, uh, what was it, New Year's Revolution? Uh, yeah, New Year's Revolution was was the pay-per-view, which I think they only did once. And if I recall correctly, it was in Puerto Rico, weirdly enough. Oh, I'll see. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, it, as you said, it came out that Roman Reigns had tested positive for COVID. So good news. All of that hard work to uh, ensure that, uh, you know, Roman stayed safe uh, for not. Which, look, yeah. based on everything we know about this Omicron variant, True for anyone and everyone. Uh, it, it sounds less like a if you get it, more about a when you get it. Scenario. Pretty much, yeah. Which is really encouraging going into a new year. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, uh, Roman, not going to be on the show. Instead, they decided to add Brock Lesnar to the Raw Championship match, which became a five-way. Um, Seth would be back, Becky would be back, and so on. And uh, the, the show started in a most auspicious way. During the uh, kickoff show match, which was okay. Sheamus and Ridge Holland against Cesaro and Ricochet. Okay. There was a spot where uh, Cesaro picked up Ricochet to do a uh, standing 450. Okay. Ricochet does set standing 450 and his foot, then his knee absolutely obliterates Ridge Holland's face. Oh, Breaking his nose, spilling oh. blood everywhere. He's taken out of the match Fun. Uh, within, you know, just minutes. Uh, so Ridge Holland, who, of course, was the guy who uh, absolutely blew up his uh, hamstring in NXT. Um, yeah, he's got another horrible injury on live television. 
He was taken out, and uh, the rest of the match had to be figured out on the fly. But good news, Sheamus and Rich Holland, technically the winners, as uh, Sheamus single-handedly beat Cesaro and Ricochet. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, Are are we just expected to forget that the bar existed for, like, seven years? Oh, no, no, no. It's it's been referenced. Okay. All right. But they're just back to fighting each other again. Yep. Okay. All right. Have have Ricochet and Cesaro done the you know best of twenty series and now they're a tag team? Is that just no kind of no Cesaro no? That, that, that's just you know uh, two two best friends who are just thrown together because they're both faces. Ah, yes, clever. That yeah. staff of twenty really really putting it together there. Yeah. Well, hey, great news. Uh, show kicked off with a match you've never seen before, certainly not in an opener spot. The Usos defeated the New Day to retain the SmackDown tag team titles. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's where we're at. Um, mm-hmm. Cool. Match was good. I mean, but, they were always good. There yeah. was never any problem with the match. You know, the bell, the bell. It's just the fact that it's fucking happening again. Yeah, but of course, uh, the new day lose as the Usos are now using the three D, the Dudley's finisher. Uh huh. It's been called the one D, as in day one. As is H? Yes. Yeah, exactly. day one is H. I wonder. Oh God. I don't want her. I don't want to fucking. I didn't fucking care, but I'm sure Bubba loves that. Well, considering Devon's an agent there, I'm sure doesn't he matter. Might be the one. That, it doesn't that matter. You know, you know, fucking Bubba. He's a prick. Yeah, he, a he very probably, loud. One more run. Hashtag prick. one more run. Hashtag. Oh God. <laughs> Hashtag real heel. Hashtag jump off a fucking bridge. <laughs> God, I can't stand that guy. Um. Also on the show, uh, Drew McIntyre uh, defeated Madcap Moss. Uh, but They're later still, in the still show, still using the Madcap, huh? Yeah, they are. Later in the are, show, are they just slowly turning the roster into a Guy Ritchie movie? Slowly but surely, yes. Because like Ridge Holland is definitely a name out of a Guy Ritchie movie. Mm-hmm. Madcap Moss fits in. Seamus, uh, I mean, yeah, uh, looks uh, and sounds the part, right? Yeah, I, I, it kind of feels like that's uh, that's what we're going for here. Yeah, I, I, it's it's a fucking mess. And what's worse is. Some of these names that are coming up, your Braun Breakers and uh, Tony D'Angelo's and whatnot, not really hitting the Guy Ritchie uh, sphere in terms of naming. Man, what a shit show. Okay. All right. Uh, so fun fact, uh, Drew McIntyre won, uh, okay. but later on in the show, he was attacked backstage again by Madcap Moss and Happy Corbin. Uh, they pilmonized his neck. And the reason being, Drew McIntyre has a legitimate neck injury and will be out for an undetermined amount of time. Wow. Has he still been swinging the sword around? The big, he has. Uh, he okay. has. Still and uh, the... he's been working on house shows twice in one show, both in tag team title matches wow. and in singles matches with Sheamus. So now with this injury, there can be only none. Yes. This is what exactly. we're going for here. <laughs> That's exactly where we are. Well done. Okay. All right. But cool. the part that I, I I I think is kind of fucked up is I don't know who they have on SmackDown now. You would know because, better than me, and if you don't know, then we're fucked. Because Roman was right. the guy. They were well, building the the Brock table. to go yeah. after him. Sure. The next tier down was Drew, and I kind of thought Drew was going to be the guy in between now and Mania. Because Mania obviously would be Brock versus Roman. Sure. But Drew's going to be out for God knows how long because he's got a fucked up neck. And based off of, which we'll talk about in a little bit, based off of Brock Lesnar winning that fatal five way, he's now going to be a Raw guy. I mean, they'll, you know, yeah. when when the brand split doesn't matter when they don't want it to. So, yeah, fair. You know, they'll do a title versus title at Mania yeah. and then... Brock will win both titles, and and then we'll have to wait another year for somebody to to uncrown him. So whomever, you know, whether it be fucking Seth Rollins again, <laughs> just you know, it's it's a Groundhog Day. Everything's cyc- cyc- cyclical, circular. True. True. Uh, the Raw Tag Team Champions RK Bro defended successfully against the Street Profits. This was How has really- that lasted? RK Bro. It's very over. It's very over. That is so shocking to me. Well, I guess um, I guess Riddle does all the work, and Randy just kind of 
Yeah. Stands stands there, hits an RKO, does a pose, and brings home a million couple mil a year. It is the best use of Randy Orton in some time. It's better that than, you know, him wearing night vision goggles to take out legends backstage. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> night vision goggles are great. Um but that match was really just to have RK Bro celebrate with hip hop stars Migos who were on the show. There's more than one? Yeah. I thought yeah, I thought Migos was just a guy. No, it's it's three people. Oh. Cool. Yeah. Are Edge they like baby's the kids? Miz. They don't die, they multiply? <laughs> yes, that, they, they are they are baby's kids, correct. <laughs> God, that's a fucking deep cut. Jesus. <laughs> what is wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> Edge defeated the Miz as one would hope. I heard that match was atrocious and I don't I didn't get any details as to why. It's it went just... twenty minutes for no discernible reason. Okay. And what was particularly funny was uh, the big surprise. Well, there were two, supposed to be two surprises. One was Edge did the um, the brood entrance again. Okay, uh, minus Gangrel, minus clearly. Gangrel, uh, and minus Christian, of course. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other Christian bit was... Jungle Boy showed up to do the brood entrance <laughs> with them. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's, that's what happened. Uh, the other bit was uh, Beth Phoenix showed up in the end of the match uh, to stop Maurice from interfering. Oh, so we're going to get a mixed tag match. Undoubtedly. But the real fun part was uh, when Beth came out, they didn't play her music immediately because okay. it was supposed to be like her music hits and she runs in. So she stood on the stage with a grumpy face <sighs> until her music hit and then she ran down. <sighs> it, it, it was I mean, full Vampiro. It's a little bit better than Vampiro because at least she wasn't on mic telling them to play his fucking music. True. <laughs> in, a, in a foreign country. True. <laughs> Becky Lynch uh, uh, retained the Raw Women's title, beating Liv Morgan. Uh, this had a say. botched finish because uh, the, Becky beat Liv Morgan on Raw a few weeks ago by having her feet on the ropes. Becky attempted to do the same for the finish here, but she was too far away from the ropes, so she kept reaching her legs out and would never successfully did it. So she actually pinned Liv clean. Okay. So we'll see how they do that. Uh, also, make uh, another rematch. A fun announcement was made. The first person to enter the Royal Rumble has been announced, and it is. Johnny Knoxville will be. I'm sorry. What entering. What? Let me let me hit that for you again. Johnny Knoxville will be entering the Royal Rumble this year. Okay, so I'm all about some cross promotion synergy shit. Sure, whatever. <laughs> okay, Johnny Knoxville of Jackass fame. There's a new Jackass movie coming out, which I'd imagine is... It's coming out in February. Yeah. So he... WWE is a TV PG product mm-hmm. targeted towards audience. So they're doing yep. a tie-in with a movie that is a very hard R. Yep. With somebody who was famous 20... Most famous 15 to 20 years ago. Which is totally WWE's wheelhouse. Yeah, but it, it, not if you're trying to get fucking kids to watch. Oh, no, I get it. I, I, I get it. I'm just saying that that that's 1,000% something they would do. Also, it's uh, a Paramount movie that is going to be it's promoted, promoted on, on Peacock. On, on Fox and, and, uh, and NBC, and Universal. NBC Universal products. Yeah. Wow, man. That is a lot of uh, cross-promotion uh, cross happening there. Yeah. The funny part is a few years ago, they were supposed to have the Jackass guys go against Umaga. And that never happened. It was supposed to be at, God, what was it? SummerSlam 2005, I think? Okay. Uh, and it, it didn't play out uh, because of a Raw segment that went terribly wrong. Uh, you can thank, uh, I think it was steve and Chris Pontius. Uh, okay. Who ended up getting the shit kicked out of them by Umaga and laughed about it. <laughs> so the match got canceled. Ah, that's fantastic. See, that's Which, all I mean, based on what we know about the Jackass guys, yes, they laugh through pain. So yeah. Yeah. I didn't think it was a wrong idea of selling, but uh, it pissed people I, off and in turn I the mean, match got taken off. I mean, I guess if you're going to have – Johnny Knoxville is essentially a stuntman. So, yeah. you know, having him to you know get tossed over the top rope in dramatic, hilarious fashion, I guess, makes sense. But to have him – how did – 
was it like a pre-tape of him just announcing his he entrance? He announced in the it Royal on Instagram. Rumble? Okay. So he wasn't even there. He wasn't even there. It was announced on Instagram, and then they acknowledged it right before the main event. Oh, wow. And okay. this makes him the first person to enter the Royal Rumble, by the way. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then they'll do qualifying matches. Exactly. And then the people who lose the qualifying matches will still be in the Royal Rumble. 100%. Especially if you're a woman, because right now they're struggling to get 30. More on that in a minute. Okay. Main event was the Fatal Five Way, the much long awaited and much heralded Big E run with the World Championship is over as he lost in less than nine minutes. And he took the pin. He took the pin. Which is so fucking stupid, I can't even imagine. Yep. Uh, so that makes two thirds of the New Day uh, destroyed by Brock Lesnar and their mm-hmm. title reigns. Yep. Uh, so th- there were, it was a five way. So there were. Three other people who could have taken that fall. Yeah. Uh, Owens, Rollins, and Lashley all could have taken the pin. Post-match, big stare down between Lashley and Lesnar, which seems to be the direction they're going in now. Because Lashley speared Brock Lesnar through the barricade early on. Okay. uh, Which was a a big moment in the match. But, yeah, it it just went nine minutes. It was the shortest match of the show. I mean, I know they had to throw the plans out the window and start from fresh. But you got five professionals who've been doing it for a very long time in yep. there figured you could uh you know i don't i don't know uh from what i heard on the twitter twitter was mostly giving praise to the match you know performance of everybody in the match itself uh there were a lot of people who were upset with the finish and upset with biggie taking the l which yes. i would agree with yes um and i also saw somebody point out a statistic that Big E has had had more losses as WWE champion than he had wins. Yep. Uh by a long shot. Accurate. Um so that's just it's just very disappointing. I feel bad for the guy. Yeah, it 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 sucks. It, the, that that's a guy who really should be a top-tier star in the company. And mm-hmm. I know you could argue who's a top-tier star right now because it's like you know, there are the chosen like four of uh, Brock, Roman, Becky, and uh, Charlotte. Seth. Oh, well, I don't even think Seth is anymore. Cause no, you don't think so? No, he's fucking playing Joker these days. Okay. And, uh, and Which I, I Joker? Is he playing like Leto Joker? No, no. He's he's definitely like 66 uh, Cesar Romaro uh, oh. Joker. Yeah. Yeah, that works in 2022. It's really goofy. He sent in a pre-tape to Raw on Monday, and it was real hokey. Is he still doing the drip thing? Uh, he is, and and uh, he calls himself Seth freaking Rollins. No. Oh, good. It's it's really bad. I mean, I had a Seth freaking Rollins shirt back when he was cool. Well, <laughs> and I watched, but yeah, uh, he he calls himself that now. Okay, all the time. It's it's really bad, but also uh, really bad. Hey, Chris, do you remember how uh, a few weeks ago uh, Jeff Hardy just kind of up and decided to leave WWE and just, well, it's questionable was, whether or not he was on drugs, but he definitely just up and left a match and then left the right. company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rumor had it that he worked them into releasing him by faking being high or something like that. Yeah. That was one of the prevailing rumors on Twitter, which was hilarious. But anyway. Well, great news. Here we go again. Oh, boy. Tony Storm is no longer with WWE. Oh, man. I forgot that happened this week. Jesus Christ. Yeah. This was yeah, a and, um, week. Uh, it, it might be our fault. <laughs> our fault? Uh, yeah. Uh, I was so, in you and I? Uh, not us directly, but where or we the live. the IWC? Uh, no, no, no. I mean Baltimore. Uh, uh, because here's what went down. Tony Storm <laughs> joined the SmackDown tour in D.C. Uh-huh. on December 28th. Okay. She was part of a three-way match with Charlotte and Sasha. Okay. Which, of course, Charlotte won. And then between that night and the morning when she was supposed to leave and go to Baltimore, she decided she can't do this anymore. She needs to leave the WWE and quit the company. Wow. Okay. I'm guessing it was just the idea of having to go to Baltimore that really broke her. <laughs> I understand, Tony. I do. <laughs> yeah. I truly, yeah. truly do. I get it. <laughs> uh, wow. Well, um, all I can hope for is that it's only a matter of time before that OnlyFans goes live. And then it is 
Ka-chow, baby. Yeah. Uh, all that Patreon money. Sorry, but uh, all the Patreon money will be going to uh, to the OF. Sorry. I'm, I'm kind of surprised it isn't already going to Jordan Grace's. <laughs> um, she doesn't do oh. full nudity, so it's not worth it for me. <laughs> I'll see. I, I see enough of her ass on uh on Instagram to yeah, yeah. to uh, that's, scratch that itch. That's really a thing, uh, and and she's also becoming a mini mini Reby Hardy on Twitter. I'm just saying. But yeah, that's, that's neither here nor there. Uh, fact yeah, is, Tony okay. Storm, uh, sometime between Wednesday and Thursday, Wednesday night and Thursday morning, decided I'm leaving WWE. She quit. They let her have her release because, uh, as it was apparently put. Uh, if we're telling people we're cutting individuals due to uh, budget, cuts, budget cuts, there's yeah. no reason not to allow someone to leave. Wait, I'm sorry. That's actually a logical response. That yeah, is not something I, I would expect from from uh, Nick Khan's WWE. Yeah, um, I, I get it. I don't know what type of non-compete she has. Here's what I do know. Um, Tony Storm is and was one of the most talented women they had on their roster. Absolutely. They brought her up with no plan. Mm-hmm. They little fanfare. Yeah. They basically dicked her around with some pointless storylines, including briefly being uh, a love interest for Dolph Ziggler. Uh, they, that actually happened. Yeah. Yeah. It was oh, like wow. one week that they did it. And then wow. she was off TV okay. again. Um, they had her lose to Zelina Vega, who loses to everybody. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They did this feud with Charlotte. Where even though Tony Storm is the baby face, she got pied in the face twice. And then after losing to Charlotte Flair on the Christmas Smackdown, uh, she cried on the ring apron. Okay. So just a horrible use of this talent. I mean, go back to uh, when was the Evolution show? Was that 2018, 2019? Whenever it was. It was at least 18, if not 17. I don't um, know. Whenever it was. Time has stopped. She was primed to be yeah. a breakout star. They, yeah. you know, they, they had was her, her and Baszler win. on that, wasn't it? What's that? Was that, her, was that the, her and Baszler? Was that the match? Yes. Yes. That's what it was. Yeah. And it ruled. Yeah. And, you know, Tony had, uh, I think she was the first May Young winner. She was the first NXT UK, UK Women's Champ- Champion. Yep. They, they've definitely put a lot into her, but then uh, they bring her up and they just wasted it. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Again, the, the, the tone of surprising your voice is surprising to me. This is what they do, man. This- I, I get it. It's just, it's frustrating. It, it, it is. It is. But it also, you know. The good the, – the positive side of this is that it frees her to pursue other opportunities in this business. Provided, uh, of course, she isn't totally burnt out on this business. And doesn't have to be immediately. You know, yeah. take some time. Yeah. Uh, you know, is Juice back in uh, in, in Japan? I don't even know if he – Not he, yet. He's, he's still, he's still doing impact. strong stuff in, uh, in Stop, California, strong right? Strong impact, yeah. Yeah. So, you know. Take some time, hang out with your. I, they just got engaged recently, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they hang did. out with your fiance, decompress, um, and then you know, explore some opportunities. Because you know, we just had a another woman debut in AEW this past week, uh, and obviously that's kind of where everybody ex- wants top talent that gets released to show up. And I think she would bolster, you know, an, an improving AEW women's division. Yeah. But again, it's that whole you know they keep adding people and not really. Uh, letting too many go, which we'll get to in a minute. Yes, that we will. That we will. Um, Yeah, it's it's definitely a mess. And I I just hope she pops up somewhere. I mean, Impact's women's division, say what you will about the match quality. It's certainly a key element of the program. Sure. And she's got connections there. So I see no reason why she she couldn't or wouldn't appear there. But... And again, um, if that fails, there's always, you know, you said she got she got pied twice. Yes, yes, she did. maybe uh, maybe if she uh, starts that OF up, she can get uh, she can get pied oh, again. Boy. You know what I'm saying? Oh boy! <laughs> oh boy! All right, let's get into the awkward Life part of the week, Chris. Gross, let's go ahead that. and do it. I apologize. Let's talk about. AEW this week. Um, let's get some things out of the way. Hey, Jim Ross is cancer free. That's awesome. Congratulations, Jim. And please stop posting your leg. It looks like a chicken <laughs> wing that has been oh. left in an air fryer. Oh, 
Uh, it, yeah, it's not really something that necessarily needs to be seen. Yeah, you, you uh, tell me you're going through treatment. The, the, the words are fine. We don't yeah. need images. Yeah, you have enough credibility for us to believe you. I don't need yes. photographic evidence. Um, yeah, uh, you know, like I said, take some time for yourself, man. You know, you don't have to rush back to the commentary booth. Yeah. You know, relax. You know, take a, take a month off. Yeah, yeah. Recoup. Yeah. Great. Um, also, uh, there were uh, dark tapings in Jacksonville this week on Tuesday night, which okay. included the AEW debut of Jake Atlas, someone who said he was done with the pro wrestling industry, yeah. popping up in AEW. I mean, it, it would be a good place for him. I know he's very close friends with Jungle Boy. Yep. Um, and he is a, he's a true talent, and he never got to show it on the national stage, so it'd be cool for him to be able to do this here. But the big elephant in the room is the uh the issues between Big Swole and Tony Khan. Yeah. So here's how we're going to try to do this, Chris. Okay. And because, well, we can start as a disclaimer, you yeah. know, we are two white people who really have no yeah. <laughs> no no uh no right to really, you know, uh, dig into the the nitty-gritty of this, but it was a story, so we have to address it. Yes. What and and what I will say wholeheartedly is as two late thirties white dudes, we do not have the appropriate perspective. No. And uh, we also don't have the solutions here. So we're just gonna dig into what was said and uh you know what what has happened subsequently. Um so Big Swole did a podcast uh on New Year's Eve. Uh in that she said, and I'm I'm just quoting from the Wrestling Observer story about it, um she discussed how the structure within the company seemed to be a little off, pointing out the lack of time for women and new talent coming in. I know fans of the company don't take criticism well sometimes, but know this. This is someone from the inside. The structure is a little off, she said. It's fine to be loose, but I like to have a little bit more structure. I felt like the women shouldn't have gone through everything they went through just to get on time. You're signed to this big company. You should get time. All these men are getting time, but the women aren't getting anything or you're not putting people on TV because more people are coming in. There are more people coming in, but you don't have enough product for all of these people, which kind of is a fair. Yeah, it resonates with something we've said a lot, which is, yes. you know, you bring in the new toys to the sandbox. Certain toys don't get played with. Yeah. And then she said uh, she discussed uh, what she felt was a lack of diversity. Uh, I do not beat around the bush when it comes to diversity in my people. She said there is no representation truly. And when there is, it does not come across in the black community as genuine at all. Um, I don't know why everybody's so afraid, so afraid to accept it or say it, but it's not a good look. What happens is you have this wonderful company that treats people like family, but there's nobody that looks like me that is represented at the top. They're not in the room with them. They're not helping to necessarily influence decisions, but to explain why certain slang, why there are certain words that shouldn't be said. There's no one else who can explain our culture and experience except for us. I believe that AEW is making better strides than before, but a couple things need to be fixed. You have to be able to call people out just because not everything is perfect. I hope they listen to this with an open heart and, and not just, ah, she's just saying this because of X, Y, Z. I genuinely want them to succeed. I love art. I love to be creative. I love wrestling. I want it to succeed. Um, uh, we, with promises you made to be diverse. I want to see that, not just with black people. I'd love to see dark-skinned Latina, Latino, Hispanic or something, more Asians. I feel like Asians, Indians do not get love. They just don't. It's just a big gap. I hate the fact that I turn on the TV show and it's the same stuff over and over again, like the Truman Show. Hopefully they get the message. <clears throat> okay. Some some lofty criticism yes. thrown there. Yes. So Tony Khan, he decides to log on again. New Year's Eve. Yeah. And says, quote, the top two AEW execs are Brown, me and Megha. Jades, Bowens, Caster, Dante, Nyla, Isaiah, and Marquen all won on TV this month. The TBS title tournament has been very diverse. I let Swole's contract expire as I felt her wrestling wasn't good enough. Yeah, that's the that's the the eyebrow razor right there. Yeah, that's just that's twisting a knife that didn't need to be twisted. Yeah, that was uncalled for. I feel like what Swole was saying was coming from a genuine place. Hmm? I I can't sit here and say that there are top level talent, main event talent. That I mean, you, you know, you look at uh, you look at all the men's champions so far. It's been white yep. guys. Mm-hmm. Can't disagree with that. The women's title's been a bit more diverse. 
Yeah. Had uh, Riho, Riho, Nyla, and Sheeta. Yes, yeah. now Brit's champion, but it's been people of color, people of you know mixed heritage mm-hmm. along the way. Tag champions. Also, it's been kind of a mix. You know, whether Scorpio Sky, one of the first tag champions, or Lucha yeah. Bros right now. Yeah. But I understand what's being said. There isn't, you know, specifically if you wanted to say, there isn't a black main event talent in the mix right now. I think that could change. You have guys like Jonathan Gresham who just became available. You have guys like Keith Lee who just became available. But I get what she's saying. And overall, even if you add these people... What does that do to fight the the pointed and, you know, true criticism of there's more people than there is time? Well, I, I interpreted her response as people in people backstage. OK, which is why Tony, you know, responded with, you know, him and him and Mega. Um, and since that's how my brain interpreted that, yeah. that leads me to believe that Brandy has very little say in fucking anything that's happening back there. Yeah, uh, which which <laughs> makes me wonder too, because man, her back and forth with Dan Lambert this week, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah. Kind of cringe. Oh, made, no, made, super cringe. Uh and and I say this again as a guy who knows shit about Dick when it comes to proper diversity and everything. Uh I try my best. I do everything just to listen. Uh but I know shit about Dick and it felt weird and wrong to me yeah yeah um you know it comes down to tony should have uh not taken the shot at swall if he wants to defend his backstage structure by pointing out you know what he did okay i get that but the the shot was 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 too much and completely you know, unnecessary. I I feel like I'm actually kind of shocked there hasn't been a public tweet apologizing for it. Yeah, yet that I've seen. And has he deleted that tweet or is it still up? I, I believe it's still up. Um, I'll, I I will check. I know that he's clearly talked to some people behind the scenes about it um, because one of the uh, it, the the tweet's still up. Hmm. Um, one of the big um, uh, public responses was, was from Leo Rush, who is known right. to be very outspoken. And yes. he was very clearly angry at the moment. Uh, he demanded Tony Khan to apologize. He yeah. said, you know, it was completely disrespectful. Hell, I wondered if he was going to retire before the night was over. <laughs> uh, but yesterday he did, you know, as everyone and their brother does, he did the, the, notes, uh, app. the notes app screenshot yeah. where he said, you know, that he and Tony talked and they came to an understanding and we're going to do better in 2022 and blah, 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 blah. You had guys like, um, Sean Dean, uh, who apparently is the guy who books extras for AEW. Okay. Um, come out and talk about, you know, all the, the positive things AEW had done for him, person of color, uh, powerhouse Hobbs did the same. Yeah. At its core. The only things I can really say are one. I don't think she's wrong. Two, Tony should not said what he said. Yeah. And three, none of this is going to be settled via tweets. None of this. <laughs> no, but it got people talking. It did. And uh, it, hey, thank God WWE decided to absolutely murder one of their top person of color stars at the altar of Brock Lesnar last night because – that certainly took uh, some of the heat off because th- there was a lot of people who in the back and forth because, again, wrestling Twitter going to wrestling Twitter going to wrestling Twitter. They're talking about, well, look over there. They got Big E as world champion. Yeah, it, it ain't a fix, y'all. It ain't a fix. Um, How about that? Yeah. You know, the company is three, yeah, three years old. It's three years old as of uh, this week. They're still figuring shit out. Yeah. You know, um, and I, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not making excuses for, for anybody. I'm just saying, you know, there, there's, uh, you know, God willing or cosmic deity willing, uh, will be many more years Big of this promotion to go, um, where, you know, I think a powerhouse Hobbs certainly could be a, a world champ. 
Yeah. Um, like, like we were talking about before we started, just back and forth, Anthony Bowen's a hell of a talent that mm-hmm. has all the potential in the world. Um, you know. Uh, Dante Martin clearly going to be a, yeah. a big star in the company. Yeah, Leo Rush as well. Yeah. So, you know, pieces are there. Criticism is uh, was fair um, on Swole's part. And you know what? I, I, I motherfuck my prior employer as well. So I get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just it was it was weird. Uh, it was uncomfortable. And uh, I, I, I was I, fucking hammered on New Year's Eve. So I was in one ear and out the other. And I went back to my bottle of deep eddies. Um, yeah. So I, <laughs> yeah, I that, t- that's a benefit you have really that I don't, Chris. So. It's I'm a really that you have that I know. Been really, uh, you know, digging into it for the first time today, but um, you know, uh, alcohol does dull some uh, some senses and pain. So there's, I wouldn't encourage it on a regular basis, but every now and then, treat yourself. But hey, in terms of what was on television this week, very mm. good week of TV. Both shows filmed uh, in Jacksonville at Daly's Place. The return to Daly's Place for AEW. <laughs> And Dynamite kicked off with Excalibur and Tony Schiavone at the desk, and they bring out Jim Ross, who, of course, comes out to the fighting music of Oklahoma. Uh, Big standing ovation from uh, the Jacksonville crowd. JR gets on the mic, says it's Wednesday night. You know what that means. And we rolled right into the first of many multi-person tags of the night. Yeah. Ten-man tag, the heel group of Matt Hardy, Private Party, and FTR against Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, Christian Cage, and the AEW Tag Team Champions, the Lucha Bros. See. Shock of shocks, Matt Hardy, Private Party, and FTR went over on this one. Yeah, heels had a big night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was a very big night for the heels. Uh, what happened was uh, Penta gets knocked out of the ring after getting to a shoving match with Christian Cage. FTR yeah. hits the big rig on Cage. Harwood gets the pinfall and the heels win. And of course, this leads to some arguing between Jurassic Express and the Lucha Bros because they're headed towards a collision for the tag team titles. Yeah, it appears they could not coexist. They, they, as the old not, adage goes. They could not. <laughs> then we went right into another trios match. It was Daniel Garcia and 2.0 against Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz. And again, shock of shocks, the heels won. Yeah. Uh, as Matt Lee hits a roll up on Santana with a handful of tights. Then uh, after the match, uh, 2.0 double team Santana. Garcia hits Santana with the ring bell. And then Chris Jericho's pyro hits. And then Chris Jericho comes out because, you know, Chris couldn't save his buddy without pyro. Now you got to have the pyro, baby. Yeah. Come on. Jericho looking bleary eyed as all hell. Comes out with his baseball bat, Floyd, chases off 2.0 and Garcia. Judas plays for uh, Jericho while the fans sing. And then Kingston gets into Jericho's face as well. He should, because that motherfucker was late. Yeah, yeah. No, he he was late. And, you know, I think what he was mouthing is that, you know, these were his friends first sort of uh, yes. sort of thing. Uh, and absolutely true. Uh, no, no lies being told there. Uh, if this leads to a Kingston Jericho match, I'm for it just because I just have really enjoyed Eddie's just his mannerisms and his fire and his mm-hmm. now fuck this interest. I'm just going to come out there and beat the shit out of you. And yes. it's, it's so much fun. Yes. You know, no Colorado tie ups for Eddie Kingsley, man. He's no. just going to come out and start swinging. Yeah. And, and, and it fucking rolls. Yeah. MDF was backstage talking with, uh, Sean Spears and Wardlow called sting unprofessional for throwing him over the top rope last week. Fair. Uh, said that, um, CM Punk avoided him the entire match last week. And, MJF said he's done with Punk and he wants to get his hand in some titles. So he told Wardlow that it's Wardlow's time to start racking up wins so he could qualify for the Faces of Revolution title match and then give the TNT title shot to MJF. Yeah. I mean, that, that's I mean, this has been a long burn yes. uh, happening with Wardlow here. I got to imagine sooner rather than later, this is going to come to a head. Yeah. Uh, Wardlow got all pissed, but Mark Sterling popped back up. Because, of course, he was MGF, <laughs> MGF's lawyer first. Yeah, yeah, Reads yeah. Reads yeah. over the contract that says yeah. that uh, Wardlow was forced to do this. And uh, MJF also promised to start racking up wins himself so he could get towards the world title. So MJF going for all the belts. Really good comedic timing by uh, smart Mark Sterling right yes. there, too. Yeah, came right in perfectly. Yeah. Um, 
Tony Schiavone backstage with the Lucha Bros, but of course Christian Cage interrupts, and we're going to get that World Tag Team Title match next week on Dynamite. Let's go. The debut on TBS. Then we had Wardlow defeat Colin Delaney, who age is hit like a freight train. Do I? Uh, should I know who that is? Colin Delaney uh, was an indie guy, uh, okay. worked Chikara and whatnot, then was signed oh. briefly to the WWE run of ECW as a th- sympathetic oh, wow. jobber. Um, okay. But uh, clothesline, four power bombs, that was it. And then a chair shot by uh, Spears after, yes. or two or a couple. He got, uh, yeah. he, got, he got his ass kicked. Yes, exactly. Then there was a backstage promo with uh, uh, the Young Bucks, Kylo Riley, Adam Cole, and Bobby Fish. And something that I really enjoyed was uh, Kylo Riley gets up in Adam Cole's shit saying, hey, look, last time we were around each other, we beat the crap out of each other. I don't yeah. trust you. I mean, that's smart. You yeah. know, even though it happened in another promotion, it's still, you know, they're still going by the same names or essentially yes. the same characters. Yes. So, you know, it, it, it makes sense, uh, which I did enjoy. And, you know, Adam Cole, baby, uh, mm-hmm. stuck in the middle uh, between the the old friends and the new friends and yeah. different eras, if you will, of Adam Cole here. Torn so, between two lovers, feeling like a fool. Yeah. So, um yeah, I, I'm just I'm waiting for them to just. I guess they have to. He has to fully divorce himself from the Bucks before they, you know, brand themselves a new elite era or whatever the fuck they're going to call themselves here, um, or undisputed elite, whatever yeah. it'll be. So the number of times eat. that they said on commentary this week that you can't dispute that was a little. Yeah, was a I mean, little, yeah, little, we get it, guys. Yeah. So then Dan Lambert, as we talked about, cut a promo in the ring running down Arn Anderson, Cody and Brandy Rhodes, said he doesn't know anyone named Brandy who wasn't a stripper. Uh, Lambert made fun of uh, Cody Rhodes' neck tattoo, which he said looked like a Transformer, uh, which I imagine uh, either made our dear buddy Justin pop or incensed him. I'm not yep. sure which one. Yeah, we'll um, But then Brandy comes out. Uh, gets up in Lambert's face, calls him a less talented version of Paul Heyman. Lambert, in what I thought was a great line, just mumbles in the microphone, I'd rather be compared to Jim Cornette. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, and then uh, she said, when was the last time you got beat up by a woman and didn't have to pay for it? Uh, that was a solid line. Yes. And then the line that was super cringe said, you may be a black belt, but I'm a black bitch. Yeah. Which oofa but then you know she kicked off the heels and took off her earrings and was going to beat the crap out of uh, Dan Lambert, but uh, here comes Dustin Rhodes to save everything. But uh, Ethan Page attacks Dustin from behind, and Cody was nowhere to be seen. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, oh, whatever. I don't care. I don't want to talk about Cody that much. We had the semifinal in the TBS championship tournament. It was Jade Cargill versus Thunder Rosa. Rosa comes out dressed up like X-23. Hell yeah. Which fucking ruled. Unlike which, this match. Which, which further makes me think that uh, Brian Cage is not coming back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair point. Fair point. Um, Jade Cargill is not designed to go 11 minutes. No, no. This is this was way too uh, way too long. Um, either there, there Rosa should have won. It didn't, it didn't work out for them. Yeah, yeah. Rosa should have won, or this should have been, you know, three and a half minutes yeah. of a squash. Um, and I still think Rosa should have won. Uh, so yeah. I, I, you know, so now we got the championship coming up uh, this week with uh, with Jade Cargill, Ruby Soho for the TBS mm-hmm. uh, title. Um, you know, I could see it going either way. My initial thought of this whole thing was designed to put Jade Cargill over. And I'm, uh, you know, you kind of talked me into thinking Thunder Rosa might win. Uh, now, now I'm back in the Jade Cargill is going to win this fucking thing and, and just tear through a bunch of people for the next couple months, uh, in quick matches until somebody, you know, somebody dethrones. That's kind of where I'm thinking that's going, but yeah, five plus five minute plus matches. Not, uh, not the strong suit for Jade Cargill. No, good luck Ruby this Wednesday night. Um, she's a pro. But what's worth noting is the finish occurred because a woman in a hoodie attacked Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. I thought it was Brit. 
Uh, yeah. I, I, at first I was like, oh, it's Britain. I'm like, oh, no, it's Jamie. And then I was like, oh, no, wait. Hey, I know that. I yeah, know that well, face. Well, as as the uh, hoodie came down, I thought for half a second it was fucking Ivelisse. Oh, and I God. was like, oh, God. <laughs> but no, it turns out it was Mercedes Martinez, formerly of NXT and, of course, uh, yeah. uh, Retribution fame. She was in Retribution? She was for like a week and a half. She was in Retribution. Huh. Uh, but Mercedes Martinez is now all elite. Uh, and what was interesting was this was uh, the first of three back-to-back segments that put over women's storylines. Because right after this, we had a recap of the Layla Hirsch, Chris mm-hmm. Statlander issue. And then a talking head segment for the Riho Britt Baker yeah. battle of the belts match. So, hey, they're trying, folks. Yeah. They, they, got may, stories they may not happen. be knocking it out of the park, but they're trying. Um. CM Punk came out and did a promo that was long, way too long, way Way too too long. long. I appreciated him shouting out JR. I appreciated him shouting out Brody Lee. And I thought his line uh, that MGF was a bigger waste of con money than Tim Tebow was hysterical. Strong line, strong line. I feel like this was kind of a, um, uh, a gift to the Jacksonville crowd for, yes. you know, showing up all those times. It was Punk's debut in Jacksonville with AEW. Um, so I feel like that's kind of why they gave him all this time, but I really wish they hadn't. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a little much. It, it could have been half as long as it was, but uh, it yeah. also sounds like that uh, Punk is going to be the spoiler on MGF's hopes for getting the uh, world championship. I'm fine with that. We had a backstage promo of uh, Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs laying out a challenge for Hobbs against Dante Martin, which yeah. very much looking forward to that happening. Sammy Guevara came out and they did the uh, pitcher in pitcher where uh, Sammy had a bunch of cards saying that uh, he hopes to get a TNT title shot in the future, which man looks Sammy look like a giant dork. Yeah, yeah. I will say, uh, Sammy and uh, Ty Conti, though, man, <laughs> suspicious timing, uh, nonetheless, denied yep. in uh, on the social medias. Yep. But that is a uh, it's a good looking couple right there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I hope they're all very happy. <laughs> well, Pam's not. <laughs> yes. We had uh, another talking segment. Hikaru Shida talking shit about Serena Deeb. Then uh, Tony Schiavone was interviewing Brian Pillman in the ring. Brian Pillman cutting the promo that every single top babyface and every single regional indie has ever cut. Yeah. Uh, challenging Malachi Black. Lights go out. Here's Malachi Black. He's at the entrance. He's pointing at Pillman. Lights go out again. Lights come back up a little too early as we see Malachi Black politely walk to the back. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> not, not a lot of urgency in that uh, strut there. No, no. I was I was really hoping that uh, Brody King was going to pop up and murder Brian Pillman, but I guess that'll be this week. next week. Yeah. yeah. Then we had the main event. It was uh, Adam Cole, Kyler Riley, and Bobby Fish against Ar- Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, and Trent Beretta. Really good, really fun match. This like, was fun. All the multi man tags. Um, Young Bucks sneak in in the end, super kick the best friends, and this allows uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish to hit Chasing the Dragon on Chuck Taylor to get the pin. But it uh, looks like that um, Young Bucks and Cole were upset about Kyle O'Reilly accidentally hitting Cole in the face. So uh, yeah. there's dissension, kids. Yeah, plus um, actually addressed as Red Dragon were Fish and O'Reilly. Yes, yes. Uh, which was a, a good callback. of Honor theme. Yeah, so that's cool. Still a little weird that they had to capitalize DR considering Davy Richards is not in <laughs> oh, He's not all elite. Yeah. No. Yeah. Which I'm, well, you know, Who knows? I don't really think he needs to be. Uh, no. no. Right now, no one needs to be all elite. They got, they got too many people. <laughs> but hey, let's talk about the other show. <laughs> the whitest fans I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> You're welcome. AEW Rampage was on New Year's Eve. Kicked off with Darby Allen against Anthony Bowens. Uh, Max Caster referencing booster shots and Gislaine Maxwell. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I will say I did miss Taz a little bit on commentary. No disrespect to, to Tony uh, Schiavone. Um, but I, I really gotten used to the uh, Excalibur Taz Ricky Starks trio for, uh, for Rampage there. Yes. I guess uh, Taz didn't feel like making the trip down. I guess so. Uh, maybe he was just busy. But he did send in a pre-tape, so we had yeah. that. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. But really good match. Uh, Bowens continues to uh, impress. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were given a good chunk of time for this. Darby yeah. Allen ends up winning. And post-match, Andrade El Idolo comes out, distracting Sting and Darby. If you're telling me I'm getting Andrade versus Darby next, fuck yeah. Yeah, I'm 100% in for that. Let's go. Then we had Technique by Taz come back as he put over hooks, suplexes, and the red rum, the Katahajime. Loved it. Yep. And then the match that shocked the world, a match that when it was announced on Wednesday, I could have given two shits about. Yeah. TJ, Ana Jay and Tay Conti, defeated uh, Penelope Ford in the Bunny in a street fight. Which fucking was brutal ass match. An absolute fucking bloodbath. Yeah, literally. <laughs> uh, Bunny, it started with Bunny using the, or attempting to use the brass knucks on Ana Jay. Uh, Anna blocks the punch with a steel chair. Anna uses the brass knucks on Bunny, and Bunny decides, you know what? I'm going full Eddie Guerrero. Let's get crimson masked all day, every day. Yeah, uh, it was a gusher. Penelope Ford hitting a moonsault from the top rope onto the floor on Tay Conti, who's on a table. Sick moonsault. Yeah, knees right to the fucking face on that. Table yeah, didn't table budge. Table didn't budge because you're welcome, Matthew. Combined, they're probably 150 pounds. Yeah, uh, I think one of the worst was the snap suplex on the open chairs that Penelope Ford took. That was yeah, fucking rough. Yes, uh, Penelope Ford breaking a beer bottle over the head of Tay mm-hmm. Conti. Mm-hmm. Um, Opening her up. Yes, uh, there allowing was her a, to blade. <laughs> a stunner onto a ladder. Yeah, uh, there were thumbtacks. Uh, yeah, with, superplex thumbtacks. The suplex uh, on Bunny under the tacks. Um, F- Take Conti put Penelope Ford through a table via a Gotch style pile driver off the apron. Hell yeah, brother! That was some that was some good shit right there. And then the finish was Anna Jay wrapping her arm in barbed wire, locking Bunny in the Queen Slayer. It's a clever spot. I like that. I mean, Mox did it similarly in the in his uh, yes. was it the match with Omega, the death match in Omega. Yes. Um, or no, it was was it the Eddie Kingston match? Oh wait, it was a Kingston match. I was a yeah, yeah, yeah. Kingston match. Uh, but still, it's a great spot, and I love it. Yeah, uh, unbelievable. And then the main event was Cody Rhodes uh, defending the TNT Championship against Ethan Page. Yeah, Cody's definitely got himself a fucking formula at this point. Uh, yes, which Ethan is Page important. looked awesome. Uh, yeah, Paige is good. I just, but I, I can't give a fuck about a Cody match. You know, it's, it's sort of where we are at this point. Anyway, this week looks to be absolutely packed. Dynamite on Wednesday. MJF is going to be in action, which means he's going to beat up a jobber. Malachi mm-hmm. Black versus Brian Pillman Jr., which I think it's is essentially Black versus a jobber. Exactly, and I <laughs> think it's going to have the debut of Brody King. Okay. Uh, Ruby Soho versus Jade Cargill, Cargill to decide the TBS championship. We've got mm-hmm. the Lucha Bros versus Jurassic Express for the tag team titles. And You're going to lose another event. big one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we got the main event. Adam Page defending the world championship against Brian Danielson. 60-minute time limit. If they go 60 minutes, it goes to judges, none of whom have been announced yet. Yeah, which is curious. Um uh, now, now, what do you think is going to happen here? Do you think they're going to try and go 60 again and go to the judges? No, I honestly don't think they will. I I, okay. I think they're going to go on first. I think they're going to go 45, but I think we're going to have a definitive finish this time. Okay. All right. And Paige retains, I'd imagine. Yeah, I, I assume Paige retains here. Yeah. Uh, and then Rampage next week has a match I'm very excited for. They're running back 2.0. And Daniel Garcia against Eddie Kingston and Proud and Powerful, but it's no DQ, so uh, yep. could be a Let's very, go. very wild match. Should be an awesome week for AEW as they join the Super Station. Yeah, and then Battle of the Belts on Saturday. Yeah, Battle of the Belts on Saturday, Riho versus Britt Baker. They have not announced the other match. I assume it's going to be Cody versus Scorpio Sky. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but we, we'll probably have a better idea after Wednesday. I, I don't think they're going to fucking do... Danielson page three. Um, uh, you don't know. I mean, with only an hour of TV, uh, yeah. who the hell knows? It, it's going to be a crazy week. It should be an awesome week. But Chris, I ask you. Yeah. Do you think they're going to have episodes of the big bang theory on before dynamite? Cause you know, I, I just want to get my bazingas in before dynamite. I mean, does that, does TBS air anything else besides that in American dad? I'd rather it be American. Oh, shit, dad. It's going to be American dad, isn't it? I hope so. 
Come on, Francine, let's watch Dynamite. <laughs> The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughHouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Rough House Redos, and Rough House Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough House, uh, podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. Gold dust recently joined by his compatriots in the bloodline of excellence. Stardust, an intergalactic performer of the WWE universes. Long-awaited. And finally... It's Dusty Dust, baby! That's right, I got myself a star on my ass, and I'm gonna be moving fast. Got a tight onesie, have some funsy. Bouncing to and fro, polka dot, getting hot. I got my boys on east side, smacking backsides on the flip side of that jive ass raw hot. Yeah, hand me some beef jerky, herky murky. It's gonna be slurpy time. Getting the brain freeze, look at these up in the ring. I got the Rhodes Dynasty, fine on knees. Put your lips in between my knees. Sun, stardust, gold dust, and dusty dust. Two people in shape, and one guy who looks like he's half bulldog. That's right, it's the hottest new faction, baby brother, in all of the WWE. You got the dusties. Sawdust, gold dust, dusty dust. Dusty, time to get the broom out, son, because it's getting dusty up in this bitch. Ain't got no hitch. You think you're going to switch from the shield, play the field up into the dusties? Well, I tell you what, we get musties. Must-see TV on NBC, motherfucker. That's right. Dusty Dust premiering tonight on WWE Raw. I'm showing up unexpectedly. Hope they let me in the building. <laughs>